this year's. There we go. Awesome. You guys excited about school? Yeah. Some of you are like, heck no. Barnabas, you're done. And you're like, I am done. Let me just tell you what. He defended his masters on Friday, like last week. Come on. If you've not, listen. If you're visiting for the first time, like this is like this every year we start Chi Alpha back up. We have run Chi Alpha throughout the summer, but it's always different. And then all the new people are like, what is happening? This is insanity. Um, what this is, is like Thanksgiving family gathering every week. Uh, some of the best friends of your life are already in this room and you don't know it yet. Um, possibly the person you're going to marry. Um, all the freshmen just perked up like, wait, what's, what just happened? Um, it worked for you, didn't it, Jordan? Right? You know what I'm talking about? So Jordan, Jordan was a freshman, and he married way up above his head. So, um, Jamie, uh, we just think you're great. I don't know if you're seeing this guy, but we're, you know, it's all right. Um, so anyway, this is Kai Alpha. Um, obviously, we like each other, um, and we'll go through tonight and share a little bit about it. But my name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors. If you haven't figured out, this is a, a Christian community. But what we need to just make sure that everybody understands is that really all are welcome, meaning that we believe that we're all on a journey of finding and walking with God. And one of the, the foundation principles of this is that we want to walk together in community and in relationship as we try to pursue what that means as we discover who God is and how he impacts and we choose to follow him in our lives. Does that make sense? And so if you are like way at the beginning and you've never been in a church before and you're like, this is insanity. How do I get out of here? I got a ride. Um, this is crazy. I'm like ready to walk back to campus. It's okay. You belong, right? And if you grew up on the church pew, like you cut your teeth on the hymnal and you totally get this, right? And you're like, oh, this is like so boring. My church is way better. Um, you know, this is this is where you belong to. Does that make sense? Um, so my name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors that's connected to this community. And this right here is what we call Fairbanks Chi Alpha. Now this is a young adult, so it's university, college age, student, church service. There's also University of Alaska Fairbanks Chi Alpha, which is a student organization on campus. They're the same, but they're different, right? Same, same, but different. So this is their gathering of our church community, of our small groups in one place. The University Club is hosting things like Capture the Flag, which if you've never been a part, super dope. It's like a couple hundred people running around in the dark on campus, throwing socks filled with flour at each other. Some of the most epic Capture the Flag you've ever seen in your life, and it, it will be a blast. Um, campus police will be chasing us around. We'll be explaining everything. Like, it is, it's all right. Come, have fun, and enjoy yourself. It will be awesome. So... Chi Alpha is more than just like this. Listen, Chi Alpha is more than this. In fact, this is just one little piece of it. Chi Alpha is actually small groups. Now, that's a word we use for intentional friendships. It's a, a choice that we make that we're going to be intentional about building the best friendships of our lives. And so if you're in for finding true friends that love you, that will be with you the rest of your life, this is that kind of place because we all start at that moment together. Um, but we got Capture the Flag next week. We also have a lot more planned this year. Uh, if you haven't been on an adventure, you need to because the snow is coming, and then that will be different adventures. But if you head out, like 
if you met someone in this community and you're like, I want to go check out Angel Rocks or Gina Hot Springs, make them drag you wherever you want. They will. Um, and just have the adventure of a lifetime. It will be absolutely fun. In October, we're going to take a group, probably usually it's between 100 and 150 Fairbank students, all the way down to Anchorage. We're going to meet the UAA Chi Alpha because there's a community just like this. That's some of you Chi Anchorage people need to back off, all right? Um, <laughs> go Nanooks, right? Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. What's the Sea Wolf? You'll understand that eventually. Um, but we're going to gather together in Anchorage and have just an epic weekend, guest speakers and, and just adventures in that. Uh, we're also going to, some of you are going to go on trips overseas. Uh, we've been to India and Myanmar and Laos and where else? Thailand and just all over. This year we're talking about Mongolia and uh, Azerbaijan. And then we send, people get to go out into rural Alaska and help high school students figure out their FAFSAs and if, whether they want to come to the university. And we prepare people to, to just adventure in life. And so all of this is part of what this community is and it does. Uh, obviously, uh, it's a Christian community. You probably figured that out. If you haven't, you need to wake up. Um, every Wednesday night, we do this, but small groups is where it's at. And if you were invited to come here, someone dragged you, like even though you didn't want to, they said, hey, we'll buy you food, and then you showed up here. Um, that's called bait and switch, and we don't endorse that, all right? <laughs> so um, they're likely a small group leader, which means they're a, uh, someone that has found friendship and is pursuing God in this community, and they said they want to live that way so that the way that they were interacted with when they showed up as freshmen, they will love and interact with freshmen or new people as they show up on campus as well. Does that make sense? All right, so I want to tell you a story. Um, I'm old. You figured that out, right? Um, my daughter, love you, Madeline, she's a student on campus, and so I got to hang out on campus in a whole new light, was the dad running around, going to all the stuff, and it wasn't nearly as much fun as the normal year when I'm just running around with you. Um, no, no offense, dear, I love you. Um, <laughs> but what it's done is it's reminded me of my freshman experience. Like, you guys, who's a freshman? Like, all right, awesome, love you guys. So when I showed up on campus, I was like you. I had no idea what was going to happen. I was there. I played basketball. I was on scholarship. And so we arrived early, and you're kind of going through that whole routine. And when I landed on campus, my community was chosen for me, right? Because I arrived early, and I've got 12 or 14 guys that, that I'm living with, essentially, even in, like, the, the main dorm rooms and interacting with all day, whether it be in practices or at meals, going to classes together. Then you get in buses and you go to games and you get on planes and you go to tournaments. And, and this was my community in my life. And I chose that community because I love to play basketball. And my high school community was awesome. Like I had just the best friends. But when I got to college, I discovered something, that my community wasn't super healthy. How many people have ever been like, in a group of people that you're like, ooh, I wish I wasn't here. Like, there's a bunch of hands. And some of you are like, that's right now. Um, <laughs> but what I discovered was is that we, as a team, we weren't fighting for each other. We were in competition. And there's this guy, his name was Joel. And Joel played small forward. I played small forward. I was a freshman. He was an upperclassman. He was a starter. And I was trying to take his job, right? That's, that was like my goal. I wanted to, to start on the team. And he was in the way. 
And so all of a sudden, our practices became pretty heated because we'd guard each other, and so we're throwing elbows. And I grew up long enough ago, if you've ever heard of the Detroit uh, Pistons, the bad boys, like those guys that used to beat up on Michael Jordan, and, and that's how I learned to play basketball. It's very physical. It looks more like a hockey game than a basketball game, right? <laughs> and so you're, you're getting in fistfights, you're shoving people, and this was my college experience. And so about, I don't know, it was in the spring semester, coming up in late spring, so there was no snow on the ground. It was, you know, the love was in the air. Romance was happening. And Joel had been dating this girl for like three years. Her name was Dina. And Dina mistakenly thought that Joel and I were friends. And she came to me and she said, Paul, I've got this idea. I'm going to do this picnic date for Joel. And I'd like you to like kidnap him in love and bring him to this picnic where I'll be waiting. Like I'll have his meal cooked and and all this stuff in a romantic place. What I heard in my mind was kidnap Joel, put a pillowcase over his head, <laughs> get five other guys to feed him, duct tape his arms and legs behind him, throw him in the back of a pickup truck, drive him an hour on dirt roads, and then squeal up where he's supposed to go, roll him out on the ground, and leave them in a cloud of dust. <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard. So that's what we did. <laughs> God's honest truth, my wife will vouch for this. I literally rolled him out of the truck and waved at Dina, who's like her eyes were like this big. <laughs> and I drove away with our other basketball buddies thinking we just pulled the greatest prank in the history of the world, right? <laughs> Roll into school the next morning and there's all this chatter and people are giving me the weirdest looks. And finally someone comes up and they say, did you really do this? And I was like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> he goes, Joel dumped Dina there. <laughs> That's what I did. I was like, oh, my gosh. What have I done, right? Three years down the tubes because of what I did. Luckily, Joel came to me. He's like, dude, I've been trying to break up with her for like a year. Thank you. You like helped me. You gave me a reason. I was like, could you like announce that across the university because everybody hates me right now? And they did for another year. Like I was the pariah. No one would talk to me. Like it was horrible. Unhealthy community, right? <laughs> Not what we're trying to do here. Uh, I want you guys to have a different kind of experience. A different kind of college. <laughs> yes. This is going to be a good night. <laughs> so what I want to do tonight is all about helping you understand what Chi Alpha is, who we are as a community. You're going to hear me say that word a lot. Um, and so I want to go through like four, what we'll call the four C's, four uh, values, four beliefs, four things that we believe are uh, intrinsic or a part of what a healthy community is. I, I want you to, not just for what Chi Alpha is, I want to establish culture and say this is who we are. And if you are a part, you get to be a part of a healthy community. But I also want to leave you something that if you go home to a family, you can say, wait, maybe we're not as healthy. Or, or perhaps you're in another group of friends and you may say, wow, this is a great group of people to belong to. So let's talk about four, we call them the four C's, these four uh, priorities of what we would call a healthy or a godly community. Um, start with another story. Um, my freshman year, I roomed with a lifelong friend. His name was Brad. And I've told different stories about Brad, but this is one of, tonight's going to be stories of my, my freshman year, if you guys care to know. We're just going to talk about that because I'm walking down nostalgia lane with my oldest being in, in freshman. 
anyway, so Brad is, we grew up across the street from each other, lifelong friends, um, and we were like a good, healthy community. We'll get into that later. But Brad and I, um, we are like polar opposites. I'm a hunter, fisher, would rather not take a bath in three weeks. Like, just send me up into the mountains and I'm totally good. Uh, Brad would like to change his clothes like five times a day. I moved to Fairbanks as far away from the city as I possibly can. Brad lives in Philadelphia on the street where they filmed Invincible. Like, that's his house that they filmed it in. You guys know what I'm talking about, Invincible? No. All right, moving on. Rocky. Okay, he lives in Rocky's house, all right? You guys know what that is? Oh, my gosh. What generation are we in? All right. (laughs) Yeah, right? Anyway, moving on. So Brad and I, um, we were like polar opposites but like best friends. And early on in my freshman year, I met what would, who would be my future bride, my wife. And uh, I was smitten. Like, I was the freshman that three months into dating told her I loved her, and she said, thank you. Like, (laughs) God's honest, true part of our story. Two weeks later, she tried to break up with me, and I said, no, you don't want to do that. Somehow I convinced her, and 21 years later, we're still married. Like, it's amazing. Right? So I'm sitting in our dorm room, and I'm just like daydreaming about this wonderful, beautiful woman, and I've got to come up with a way that I can like express all of these butterflies that are in my chest. And um, I'm not creative. I'm not artistic. Like, that's not my world. But Brad is a little bit more on that end. He plays the guitar. And I come up with this great idea that we're going to write a song for her. I'm going to set up a a date on the edge of the lake on campus. We're going to go for a walk. I'm going to make a move, do the interlocking fingers thing. And we're going to, like, take it to the next level kind of an attitude. And Brad is going to be in the woods. And when I say the code word after I light the candles on the edge of the lake, he's going to start serenading with this written song that we've done, right? It's wonderful. (laughs) Now, written song means we stole a country song, changed four words, and used it as our own, right? (laughs) It was like two years into marriage, she heard the song, and she's like, you didn't write that? I was like, no. I know, right? But we'd sealed the deal. It was awesome. All right. So we did not have common understanding about this. Like, I, I had a very clear vision of what this would look like. So Brad grabs his guitar. We send him down to the lake ahead of time. He's all in, and he's supposed to be hiding in the woods. Everything's going the way it should be. We sit down at the lake. We've got the candle. I'm, like, whispering sweet nothings in her ear, and then I say the code word, right? And there's nothing. Complete silence. I'm, like, looking around. And I say the code word a little bit louder because I think maybe he can't hear me. Nothing. And so now the third time, I'm literally yelling the code word, and she's now looking at me. We've just been dating a couple weeks, and she's looking at me with this utter, like, confusion. And all of a sudden, Brad breaks in. Now, have you ever heard anybody pick up an acoustic guitar and play angry? (laughs) It's like, like, not the song we'd written. So he comes out of the wood, terrifies us, and he is just beating his guitar. And I look at him. And he doesn't even sing a word. He yells at me. He said, I stepped in a mud puddle. I lost my Doc Martin, and you're buying me new shoes. <laughs> so what had happened in the background is we are, he had walked down the path, and there was this mud hole. And again, Brad is not like the outdoorsy type. And he literally stepped up to like mid-thigh, like whoop. And he just bought this brand new pair of Doc Martens. Like they were tight. And when he tried to pull his leg up, the shoe stayed in the hole. And so, yeah, right? Oh, poor Brad. 
What happened there was what we call a not common understanding. You see, he was operating under a different expectation of what needed to happen in that moment. He wanted justice for the situation, and I wanted love. And one of the things that you, let's see, yeah, right? One of the things we need to understand about a healthy community is there is common understanding, which doesn't mean we all think alike. This idea, you know what the word university comes from? It's unity in diversity. We're not afraid of different thinking or different thoughts, but what it means is, is that, that we will have the same uh, common um, direction of what we're pursuing and what we're chasing after. This community is about having real friendships that are pursuing after God, who are trying to live the best lives that they possibly can on this earth. Does that make sense? So what you need to understand is that if you're going to engage and be a part of this, you're likely going to be sucked into those three things. We're going to be great friends. We're going to figure out who God is and what he means for our lives, and we're going to choose to, to live excellently, to change the world in which we live. That's what it means to have common understanding in this. There's this old guy, a guy named St. Augustine. Some of you have probably heard of him. He put it this way in 354 AD, so a long time ago. He said, in essentials, we need unity. So in those big issues, we need to believe and go in the same direction. In non-essentials, liberty. You can do what you want. Like, you can, like, I have banned, like, long sleeve t-shirts with pocket tees. You'll never see a Chi Alpha logo on one of those because I do not look good in those, right? <laughs> so as long as I'm here, no long sleeve tees, some of you are like, bet, right? You're going to do it yourself. Please do. I'd love to make fun of you. All right. But you could do whatever you want. Like, my style is not your style. If the worship today was like, ugh, you don't have to worship this way, worship God this way. You can find your own expression of how we worship, but the important thing is we worship together. All right, so in non-essentials, liberty, but in all things, charity. In all things, basically, we're looking out for each other. It's humility. I don't have to assume that I'm always right and my way is the right way to go, but we major on the major and we minor on the minors. All right. So Brad and I, freshman year, God's honest truth, all this happened in like one or two semesters. Um, I'm a, the adventure guy. You guys have picked that up. And if death or danger is involved, I'm like, yes, please. Um, one of the guys I played ball with lived in that near that town, and he basically grabbed some of the guys. He's like, hey, there's this cool cave. We can go explore for hours. Let's go check it out. And I was like, spelunking, right? I'm like, where does that word come from? Is it Latin? I mean, what's going on? I don't know. But it's awesome. And I was like, I'm the outdoor nature guy, and I had this thought of, I've never been in a cave before. I grew up in Detroit, and I know bats are in caves. And I read somewhere in National Geographic that bats can't fly. That's why they hang upside down, so they drop into flight. They can't take off, right? And I'm thinking, ooh, we can catch a bat. If there's one hanging on the ceiling, you can take a jar, and you can set it up the top of it, and you can slide that jar, and the bat will fall into the bottom of the jar, and it can't get out. It's awesome. And so I'm like, I'm ex I'm like, got to experience this. So I go over to my, my roommate's stash of coffee. He's got one of those containers with the seal lids, clear glass, the coffee grounds are in. I dump his grounds out like in his desk drawer, and I take his <laughs> jar, and I go out, and we go spelunking for hours. And we find a bat, and I catch a bat, and I put it in his jar. It was awesome. And then I brought it in, and we were like admiring this bat. If you've never seen a bat up close, they are cool. And so... Again, Brad and I are different. He looks at me and he goes, if you let that out, I will kill you. <laughs> I'm 
okay, fair enough, fair enough. But we made an agreement. He can, it can stay in the room for a time being. Brad goes into the bathroom. We had two dorm rooms that shared a restroom in between, and so there's a shower, bathroom. And, and so he goes into the bathroom, and as he goes in, um, I just happened to notice this moth kind of flittering through the room across the window, and I thought, bats eat moths? <laughs> like, brain process. Bats eat, mo- bats, bats eat moths. And I thought, uh, he's probably hungry, right? And so it didn't take seconds. I opened up the jar, tossed it up in the air because they can't fly out by themselves, and so threw it up in the air, and sure enough, that bat was whizzing around our room. And the moth is flittering, it's like diving, and it's missing, and I'm just laying on the ground going, this is amazing. <laughs> Brad opens the bathroom door, and the shift in the room caused the bat to target him for some reason. And I've never seen anyone fall to the ground as fast, scream like a little girl, roll back into the bathroom, and hide behind the toilet. Like, and he's screaming at me, yelling at me. And this brings us to the second understanding of what community is, is it's called common unselfishness. Seriously. So I acted in that moment in the direction that I wanted. I had no consideration for what he wanted. And yes, it's a funny story. But healthy communities act in unselfishness. They put other people's priorities and best above themselves. One of the things we'll talk about this year is love. What is genuine love? We say that love is unselfishly choosing for the highest good of God and his people. Basically, what that means is the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is selfishness. We live in a selfish, narcissistic world, right? Our culture tells us that we go after our own. What's good for you is what's right. You hold on to your own. You don't share that. Like, all of this is what we have been hearing and thinking and believing from the beginning. But what that will create is a community that destroys itself. A community that constantly sacrifices other people for my own sake. Well, unselfishness works if we all choose to live unselfishly. My wife and I have had a healthy marriage because I choose her best and she chooses my best. And so if we want to have that kind of a a community, that kind of a small group, that's what we need to do. Jesus modeled this for us. If you're not familiar with the story, God sent his son to die on a cross. You've probably seen those things around people's necks so that we could be restored in relationship with him. It wasn't his best. It was our best that he was considering. Anyway, you guys get it. All right, so small groups. Small groups are like this, common unselfishness. And we talked about this earlier, but small groups are where it's at. And if you want the best friendships of your life, this is the place to develop those. And to start, whether you've been a part of Chi Alpha or maybe never been a part before, start choosing to live unselfishly. We would say that if you want a friend, be a friend. Does that make sense? Super simple. All right, so Brad, we're back to my freshman year. How are we doing? We need to hurry. Um, Big, big shock, right? Um, Brad, I, I was on a tight schedule as an ath- athlete, as a basketball player. And so at like 10 o'clock, we had to be in our dorm room, 1030 in bed. And Brad lived the other life. Like he was the guy that stayed up till 334 in the morning, slept till noon, went to classes in the afternoon. I had classes at like six in the morning, you know, that kind of polar opposites. But we've been friends since we were kids. And so we decided that we were going to room together, and instead of constantly fighting with each other, I built a wall around my bed. Like, it was like a blackout wall, so I could sleep, and he could study and goof off. 
and it was a month or so into the first semester, and I wake up, and there are like six or seven guys standing over me, making fun of me. And what I had not understood, but Brad soon discovered, was that I talk in my sleep. Not only do I talk in my sleep, I respond to questions in my sleep. <laughs> that my brain is active and, and vibrant. And, and so it became like a dog and pony show each night. He'd be like, Paul's finally asleep. Come on in, guys. Let's ask him some questions. <laughs> and so I wake up, and there's six guys, some on the basketball team. They're shirtless. They're in their boxers. And they're all standing around my bed. And they're giggling and laughing, trying to not wake me up. And I started to throw stuff, right? I was very unhappy that Christmas. I drank half a gallon of milk, put the cap on, slid it under his bed, and walked away for winter break. It was great. Um, <laughs> what I wasn't doing was modeling the third important principle of a healthy community, and this is constant forgiveness. Constant forgiveness. The Bible says that to whom, li to whom little is forgiven... The same loves little. If you've been forgiven a lot, you have a lot of love to give, right? When we understand that we are broken and everyone in this room is broken, everyone has a story, everyone has gone through things, and some are incredibly tragic, right? But unforgiveness is poison. It's bitterness, and it will latch onto your soul. It will bring anxiety. It will bring depression. It will bring all sorts of garbage into your life. And the truth is, is that forgiveness is the answer, whether the person deserves it or not. Because forgiveness releases us. It releases us from the pain. The statement is, is that unforgiveness or bitterness is the poison pill you take to hurt someone else. Anyway, the bottom line is, is we're all going to let each other down. And we need to practice the art of turning our minds and our hearts over to Jesus and not dwelling on those that hurt us. We can forgive because we have been forgiven. You with me? All right, the last story. Uh, just three weeks ago, I was in Orlando, and I was there for some meetings, and my roommate, my best friend, was in Orlando as well. We're both old now. We don't look nearly as good. Um, but we made a connection, grabbed a dinner. Our kids got to hang out, and it was kind of a beautiful thing. And all of a sudden, his son comes up to me. He's probably, what, five, six, Crystal, something like that? And he comes up, and he's like, Uncle Paul. Now, mind you, I've not met this kid. Uncle Paul, my dad has told me stories. And he told me that you can catch lizards, and I want to catch a lizard. <laughs> it's lizards. And I looked at Brad. I was like, you haven't caught one, have you? He's like, No. <laughs> And I, was, I brought him aside, and I was like, listen, here's how you catch lizards. You move in real close and slow, and, and you get to the point where you think they're just about to bolt, and you pause for a second. You let them calm down. And then just like a heron or one of these birds of prey that's stalking frogs in a pond, you lash out as fast as you can, and you grab it, and you can't hesitate. He's like, they're going to bite you. I'm like, they're not going to bite you. You just got to go. You got to set this fear aside. And so we work into this little, little tiny little lizard, and and we, he's kind of like holding onto my belt at this point. Like he's like scared it's going to jump or whatever. And we reach out, we grab it. And all, he's got four kids. All of them are like jumping up and down. And they're like, uh. And all of a sudden, there were some people. We're downtown Orlando. There's people on a walkway over the street. And they see all this happening and they start cheering. <laughs> it's like, ah! Call a lizard. All right. So anyway, we go through all of this. 
I don't know where this story's going. Um, <laughs> here it is. So as we're walking to the restaurant, I'm talking to the kids. We're going through the stories of uh, Brad and I's growing up. We're five weeks apart. We literally grew up across the street from each other. We spent every grade through elementary, junior high, high school, and college together. Like, this is a lifelong friend, the kind of friendships that everyone is envious of. We weren't similar, but we had these things in common. Do you understand? Our friendship was based on common understanding, com constant uh, forgiveness, common unselfishness. These were the things that we were around. And so uh, the story came out that uh, one of his kids asked why they should call me Uncle Paul. And I said, well, uh, I'm your dad's blood brother. And they all were like, what? <laughs> when we were like five or six, I watched the Lone Ranger. And Lone Ranger and Tonto, they cut their hands and they put them together. And I walked over the street, grabbed the pocket knife, cut my hand, grabbed his hand, cut his hand, <laughs> said, we're blood brothers. <laughs> and he goes, oh. <laughs> Didn't even have a choice. Like literally just, ah. <laughs> we're there. And I looked at his son. And I said, listen, we are better than brothers because we chose each other. We chose to be in relationship and friendship with each other. So the fourth C is what we call common purpose. This is where we get kind of sayings that you'll hear in our communities, over my dead body will I let you live a stupid life. I love that. Some of you are going to choose to do some stupid things. And hopefully someone in this room is going to say, stop, right? Don't do that. You're going to ruin your future. We tried to tell Jamie that. She wouldn't listen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. All right. Listen, you got to be careful if you become my friend. I'll, I'll humiliate you up here. All right. Religion, this is what we know about common purpose. Religion isn't a checklist. It's not do's and don'ts. We aren't interested in stained glass windows. We're not interested in pews. But what we believe is that Christianity is a relationship with God. Hear this. It's not do's and don'ts. It's not stained glass windows. It's not pews. Those things are all accoutrements to what this is about. It's about having a relationship with him. It's a common purpose to know God and to make him known. Brad and I were friends that whole time, not because we liked the same thing not because we dressed alike, not because of really anything on the exterior, but because we both chose that we wanted to live lives that knew God, made him known, and did excellent things, right? So in elementary, I was really struggling with grades, but Brad was like super smart, and he literally dragged me along. We started playing basketball, and he dragged me along. We tried to kill things, I'd drag him along, right? Um, there, there's this, what the Bible calls it iron sharpening iron making one another better in their life and in their relationship with God. I'm here because I had a friend and we had health, healthy community. I want you to be able to have these kind of stories, not the basketball story, right, but the other kind of stories of how you love one another, encourage one another, and walk a lifetime with someone. All right, that's enough. Moving on. So don't you want to be a part of kind of thing? That's my pitch, kind of pretty sweet. Um, anyway, so let's do this. Can I do this for you guys? I'm going to pray for you. 
And uh, this is the last thing I'm going to leave with you is if you've been invited, but well, let's do this. Small group leaders, do you mind just raising your hands? It's like, oh, there they are. Someone's like, you betrayed me. All right. <laughs> All these people are people that, I think I said this before, who were loved and friends and want to be friends. And so if you have not gotten connected to a small group leader, this is a great place to do that. If, um, if you want to, like, you can set them down. All right. <laughs> kind of awkward. All right. <laughs> up, down, up, down. Uh, it's totally, I'm ADD, but this, we were at a wedding and the preacher started and everybody's standing for like a long time. And I'm like, for the love of God, man, let us sit down. <laughs> Different story. I'm going to pray. We're going to be done. Um, and this is what I'd ask. You guys go out, either hit the campus. Uh, what's that restaurant we always go to? Denny's. Denny's. Ruin Denny's night. Um, go have an adventure. It's still light. Looks like it's not as rainy. Um, have fun. Engage. Build memories. This is life. Does that make sense? Don't, I, yeah, show up. Does that make sense? Show up for this experience. It will set the course for everything that comes. God, we love you. Help us to have a healthy community, a community that, that creates friendships, that creates love and character and direction and mission and purpose, Lord, and that these will be brothers and sisters that, that don't just uh, look back and say those were good four years, but they're the best friends we've ever made, Lord, that they would stand together, whether it be to get married or as bridesmaids or groomsmen, and Lord, that we would continue out through this life together as friends. We wanted to be more than just a freshman or a sophomore. We want to be known, and we want to know, Lord Jesus. Help us to know you in your name. Amen. Awesome, guys. Uh, catch your flag next week. This Sunday is a cookout for college students here. That's what that is. So if you want to come check that out at 1030, this is the place. We will see you next week, 1130. 1130, not 1030, because people don't eat food at 1030. Have a good night.